We are back with the 160th edition of the Quarantine Cast. Like always, I'm really, really excited for this one. I'm having a guest I haven't had on yet, uh, which is always nice to uh, to talk to new people. Um, without further ado, it's uh, Brittany Elkin. Hey guys, hey, how's it going? how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm actually really good, getting ready to go to practice, so doing really good. So uh, we were talking. We had a hard time because you had a uh, you had two practices today, and you, you've got lots of driving in between. How crazy has it been uh, this camp in terms of uh, you know training and and doubling up and doing multi or several practices a day? Yeah, it's been super crazy because I just had moved out to the East Coast in um, in March, March first. So I'm still like learning the area and. Um, the gyms I chose are a little far away. Um, the one I'm going to this morning is just down the street from my house. So it's really awesome to hit a three hour pro roll. Um, <laughs> but I don't work out the whole three hours, but uh, then I go to MMA over in uh, 10th planet Bethlehem over um, at the finishers MMA uh, headquarters. And yeah, that's about a two hour drive. So it's just long days. Um, just like any fight camp, you know, your whole day is structured around your training. So I want to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess life right now in the pandemic. It's been crazy. I'm up in Canada, so we're in lockdown right now. But okay. what's it been like in terms of getting in proper training and things like that the past year? Um, for me, I don't know. We we so I came I was in Denver this whole past year and my gym opened back up long ago, kind of with the blocked out windows and the kind of like the secret um, do you know the password kind of opening, you know? So we would still be like 30 strong. Um, I'm just kidding. We had three people in there. Um, but yeah, no, we, we went pretty hard for the whole thing. My, my team home, um, basically like after the two months first initial break, we were back at practice. So I was doing that. And then I wasn't, I was retired from MMA for two, three years up until April 1st when PFL called me. Um, but I had been training all over the country because I was on tour with uh, Fight to Win. So we did a lot of sessions down in Dallas, um, a lot of sessions in Florida over at Fight Sports. Or I only got to go to Fight Sports once, but we got to go um, on a lot of different touring sessions in Florida. So my life hasn't really stopped. Um, I was getting ready for the ADCC trials, and um, that's in November. But I was pre-planning out this far to try to make some adjustments in my my schedule, regimen, timing and stuff. So I've been really just on the go. The pandemic didn't slow me down in training. And actually I've been walking lighter for the last year than I have in like the last 10 years. So I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah, and you've, you, you've been able to compete, not like you said, not in MMA, but you got in a few grappling bouts. Uh, I had six during yeah. 2020, yep. Yeah, six, six, six pro ones. And they were all really incredible. I went against um, number one uh, in the world twice, two different number ones and two different weight classes. Um, I am not number one yet, but I plan on being in the next two years, taking that number one spot or number one seat in my jujitsu ranking because that's that's ultimately my, one of my passions. Um, but yeah, I did a lot of real tough matches, and I think it's just made me better, you know obviously that, that's kind of where your advantage is going to be grappling. It's something your opponent, Clarissa Shields, um, doesn't have. Do you, do you feel like that those six matches are going to be huge for you uh, leading into this fight? I think every match is definitely huge for you because you get tested and you're like, oh, my elbow was not tight enough. I got to pick that up to be number one. Um, I do think that my grappling's a an advantage point. And however, she has a very strong strong advantage point on her stand-up. So 
it's like a clash of the styles, you know. Um, I'm hoping I can lead her into uh, lead her into my game, you know, just like everybody wants. So, um, I maybe didn't answer that question very good, but I, I think every match makes you better in every yeah. way. Yeah, definitely. I want to talk a little bit about getting that news. I mean, like you said, you were retired, um, and then you get a call, Marissa. <laughs> You know, you have already faced a gold medalist, and now you get the opportunity to face another. How did you? How did you get the news? And, and what was your initial reaction? Um, so uh, I work events. Um, my life has transitioned a lot into working events. So I was actually working the will call at the CFFC um, Cage Fury fight um, April first, which was April Fool's Day. And that kid that lost his finger in the cage. I don't know if you follow MMA, but a kid lost yeah. his finger in the cage. Literally, that happened. And they were announcing over the PA, like, we lost a finger. And then the crowd started yelling, fist him, fist him. And then my phone lit up and um, it was Ray Cepho. So this was all on April Fool's Day. And I was like, is this happening? And Ray kind of called, we touched base, and then he threw down the offer. And um, I said yes, because I meant yes, but I, you know, a lot of different things go through your head until you sign that contract. And then um, I hung up the phone, but I called him immediately back because all that chaos was still going on in my present, like, surroundings. And I was like, are you fucking kidding, Ray? Because this would be the meanest April Fool's joke ever. And he's like, no, I'm not kidding. And then we, we signed a contract 12 days later. So um, it was a, it was a lot of a lot of outer comings is the way I'll say it because I, um, I re swallowed the MMA pill and I've always loved the sport, but, um, you know, I was doing whatever I wanted in a different sport. And this is a super selfish, completely dedicated life in sport. And just to dive right back in the deep end was a commitment. We'll say now I'm driving all over the state to make practice, you know? So it's funny. Was it, uh, the, prospect of fighting another Olympian? Was it Clarissa Shields? Was it, what, what was the ultimate reason for it? Was it just, you missed the sport? No, it was none of that. It's like, I think that in life stars align so perfectly only so many times and um, pain is temporary unless you give up and then it's forever. And I feel that if like, I would have been offered that and it was a legit thing. My body's uninjured. I'm in perfect health. My son is 15 grown. I'm not in, you know, sending him to daycare and all these things anymore. Um, I think it was just that you don't let opportunities so great go, you know, and I couldn't not bite down on that. Um, stylistically, it's an amazing thing to, if I was a, if I was a fan for this, I would be watching. Because it's a striker and a an ultimate striker and an ultimate jujitsu girl. And it doesn't happen in the women's field like this so often. So I'm just proud to be a part of it. And I'm still going to watch it after because I am a fan of combative sports. It's, it's a neat alignment. It's my Buster Douglas moment, you know. And um, I don't have an awesome winning record. So I'm definitely an underestimated fighter. But I don't feel that uh this should be an underestimated fight because it's it's a really neat opportunity and and the more i take another day closer to the cage the more i feel that you know so one of the things i wanted to touch on was the reason you retired was was you got injured and that was one of many reasons but 
how is your injury? How, how are you feeling? Are you back to 100%? Do you still have some nagging uh, injuries? Um, so I did Bobby from Canada, who is one of my friends now. She's a wonderful person. Um, in my last fight, snapped my arm in three pieces. Um, it did a wrap around of her leg and I fought for four minutes after and it took about eight months because I had a non-union first, one side attached. And I'm, I'm such a stubborn person. I, I was like, no surgery, squeeze it and put it in a cast. So they, cause I didn't want to pay the money and I didn't have insurance. So literally I went through the torture of a doctor squeezing it after Bobby broke it and they wrapped it in a cast. It took about, it took six months for the first union to make. And then my second union on the other side of the bone pulled away and, and made a bunch of scar tissue. And then um, you, you can't see it. It's completely healed uh, and it is unioned, but uh, it's like a huge bump on the side of my arm. It, it actually makes a lot of my submissions a little bit dirtier because it's like my, um, it's like wearing a knee pad mid side of your arm. It's a huge lump. And um, I don't have any problems with it. Um, I'm trying to always trying to be stronger, you know, cause like, I went through atrophy and stuff after it, but now that's been almost three, two and a half, two years, you know? So I've definitely um, been building that up for a couple of years now. Um, I was released medically eight months after that happened. And they said I could go back to MMA. I just didn't, didn't tell now. Wow. It's uh, it's crazy because a Chris Weidman that like just hurt his leg, Jacques Ray Souza just hurt his arm. When you see injuries like that, like does it bring back any like PTSD? Like, oh my God, I went oh, through yeah. that. <laughs> oh yeah. So when she broke my arm, um, I'm I'm one of the weird psychos that has conversations in my head when I'm going through those fights. You know, um, I don't know if other people do, I just know I do. But I I threw a couple punches and it, the video is actually up on the internet on the on the site, uh, the No Mercy Extreme Cage Fighting. But they spell both of our names wrong, so you, you can't see it. You have to know where to go to go watch that fight. Um, but after she breaks my arm, it's the first 30 seconds. Or one of her first kicks, she breaks. You hear a baseball like, hit a metal pole snap. And I start throwing my punch in that one. And my arm starts leaving and coming back like, ta-da-da, 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 ta-da-da. And, um... I had a conversation. I was like, Brittany, your arm's broken. Like in my head, I was like, your arm is broken. And I kept fighting. And then um, I threw hooks and I shook it out a few times in the video. And then my coach, you hear him almost perfectly go, go for the double. And I went for a double and my arm went. And that moment is PTSD when I watch other fighters break theirs. Because I'll never forget the three shifting bones inside of my arm when I went for a takedown. And I stopped almost immediately and um, just held my arm while she punched me. And um, yeah, MMA is a fucking dirty whore and it does not love you. And um, you keep going back because it's got an addictive, addictive, beautiful, beautiful side to it. But there's a grit that is uh, very, very naughty and it doesn't love you. My roommate just came home. So. All right, I'll ask you a couple more questions. I know you've got uh, you've got training coming up. One of the guys you've been working with is Zach McCoskey. I mean, he- Formerly, uh, I didn't hear who you said. You, you've been training with Zach McCoskey. Uh, oh God, I love it! I love his training. Yeah, keep going. I, I met him once, and uh, I think he's a great guy. But talk about what he what it's meant to to be working with him uh, for this camp. You know, I didn't know him until this camp. Um, I have some really great minds in this camp. I have um, 
I mean, I'm, I'm down to fighters, down to my roommates, a fighter, you know what I mean? So like, I have a lot of black belts talking to me and I'm sitting there at the 10th planet Bethlehem. We were, I don't think we even signed the contract yet when uh, this is where I met Zach in the camp and he's um, the MMA instructor over there. Um, he, he's from Canada or no, he's been in Montreal for a long time, but he came down for training and he's um, running a great program, but he, he really uh, does some neat things in training. Um, we have a talk about it. He applies it. Um, but I, uh, he has a way of teaching it that you're like, Oh, no wonder we're fucking doing that. Like I've been to going, I've been going to practice for like 12, 13 years. You know what I mean? And then you go to practice, you see the move, you drill it four times, you laugh and make a joke with your friends and then you go back. You know what I mean? But Zach's is really interactive. And then we, um, we use a lot of footage in his, in his stuff. And not only do we talk about reviewing footage of like the way Clarissa moves or, or your opponent or whoever, but we talk about the way you move and he films it on the corner. And then he has this weird way of like, we do it after class, but then he'll message you four hours before pro class and he'll slow down a video on his video editor. And he'll say, see this, see where this strike came through the hole, the, the guard you're not blocking and see, this is what I'm talking about. And you'll watch the video. He really takes time is what I'm trying to say. And his creative tactics make me um, remember why I loved MMA um because i've been kind of a sourpuss grounded over here in the corner in my own head like i'm mad at you, um, for the last couple of years and going to practice with him that's who i'm practicing with tonight um he's got a really creative fun way of uh re-deliverance um of the topic and then like last night we were going over this amazing position that i just have been nailing and i I was like celebrating with him how violent I was going to be able to be. And I said, I'm going to be so dangerous. And me and him have this little celebration. So he's definitely bringing out a, a fun side to it again. Um, he's fun. He's like a, he's like a little kid having fun in there and uh, watching somebody do those things can really help you do it. You know, instead of being like, I'm, I'm mad. I can't eat, and I'm mad. I can't have fun. So, um, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, fun, fun guy to have there. You know. And then I'll, uh, I'll end on this note. I mean, she hasn't fought yet in MMA. She, yeah. she talks. So when you're watching tape and when you're trying to to dissect your opponent, is it harder knowing that the film you have is her in boxing glove? No, it actually gives me a little less to, less to, you know, okay, so you can never, you can, you can plan for everything and then a firework will go off in the trash can, you know what I mean? Like, um, no, I, I'm less intimidated that she's never fought more, um, you know, fighting the unknown, a lot of things can happen and that's what, maybe it's making me better because I'm, preparing for a lot of things that might not happen so you know um i'm just being i'm i think that it only benefits me that she's never fought right now um you know you can talk again to me on june 11th and we might have a different conversation but right now in my head and the way i view it is it only benefits me that she's never had cage time in reality you know um alone with a corner on the outside not being able to touch her for five minutes you know what i mean and I definitely have that experience. I have the wins and losses. Um, and I hope this is a, a wonderful win, you know, so. 
Well, I can't wait to watch. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you've got a, a lot of training to do today. So thank you very much for the time and best of luck. Hey, thanks. And I hope you have a great morning. Yeah, you as well. So there you have it. Brittany Elkin, be sure to watch her fight. She's fighting Clarissa Shields. Um, for those of you who don't know, Clarissa Shields was multiple time um, world champion, also uh, Olympic gold medalist in boxing. Uh, she's making her PFL debut. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't yet, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time.